Boy, it is good to see you guys, at least to see your eyeballs. It's nice to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody who's clicked on and is watching live, it's, and we're glad that you're with us too. Thank you so much. Did you guys know that I got my hair done for you? I did. On Thursday, I had a beautiful ponytail. It got that long. I was scared to go to the hair people, and, and so it, I could pull it back into a ponytail, and I did to keep it out of my face. So I got my hair done just so I could be here with you guys today. This is, this is great to be together. Thank you so much uh, for your patience. Uh, everybody, I know I've said this a bunch of times, I'm very grateful for everybody who's made the tech possible today. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for Jeremy Beller, who week after, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, that deserved more of an amen than that. I mean, week after week, that guy, he learned a whole new set of skills that we don't teach in grad school. So uh, give him a pat on the back, a safe distance pat on the back. Uh, it is really great to be here. Thank you so much. It, um, I don't know how many of you, the first time you heard yourself on tape, said, do I really sound like that? So this whole video sermon thing was like that for me. Do I really look that bad? <laughs> was, it was, I'm really grateful to be 40 feet away from you. I feel like I've, I've gotten, you know, 10 points more handsome just by this distance right here. <clears throat> uh, well, it's funny, Jeremy and I were trying to figure out what we would do the first time we got to come back together, and we converged on this idea. It was weird, the conversation, because both of us kind of had a similar idea of what this first service should be like. Uh, uh, we both of us wanted to do the Psalms. And, and it became clear we couldn't sing very much as a congregation, at least not in the first bit. And so uh, reading a lot of the Psalms made a bunch of sense. And the Psalms are interesting to me. They're, it's the whole range of emotions. They're not all one note, the Psalms. Uh, the Psalms, are, there are Psalms of pure joy. We read a couple of those right at the start of the service. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You know, the heavens declare your glory. Those are psalms for when you're feeling so close to God, he's just right next to you. And your relationship with God makes total sense and your life makes sense. But, you know, that's not the only way life is when you're with God. Sometimes life is rough. Sometimes life is hard. COVID-19 has made hard lives for many people. And people have died in this city, and people have died all around our country and all around the world. Sometimes life is hard, and there are psalms for that. And we've been watching the news lately, and, and Nate referenced it in his prayer. We've got racial divides and other issues, uh, and, and, and there are psalms for that. Every emotion that you're feeling, there are psalms that talk about what it's like to try and be God's person during those times. These last two psalms that we just read, Psalms 5 and Psalms 141, if you read them carefully, there is not a line in either of those two psalms that's not coated in pain. Even the hopeful parts, it's hope in the middle of feeling pain. You know, Psalms, uh, psalms uh, 5 says, 
Uh, not a word out of their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with mallets. Their throat is an open grave. Their tongues, they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O oh God. You tell me the person who wrote that wasn't furious. You know? I understand. They are full of pain. <coughs> or Psalms 141, starting around verse 6. Throw their rulers off the cliff. Yeah, that person's mad. Let their bones be scattered against the open grave. Yeah, a person who says that is angry. The Holy Spirit, let the, whole, let the psalmist write those things. Because when you live a life of faith in God, it's not all sunshine and joy every time. Sometimes there is rage. Sometimes there is pain. Sometimes there is grief. And the psalms kind of help us think through that and worship through it uh, sometimes. I think right now, uh, I really appreciate it. Nate, I thank you so much for that prayer. I think right now, you know, we've got this racial divide, racial injustice in our country, that, and we're raw from it for a variety of reasons, especially the stuff we've been seeing on the news. And, uh, and, and I think that differentially affects uh, us as a country. It, it does not affect me the same way it affects Nate. And here's why. I am not a jogger, but I occasionally walk in my neighborhood. It would be a miracle if you ever saw me jogging. But, but I walk in my neighborhood, and I know that in a neighborhood, my neighborhood has 300 some odd houses. I know that if you drew the Venn diagram of all the people who live in those houses, there is a subset <clears throat> of the people in those houses who are not on their meds. They are not mentally stable. And I'm walking past their houses. And I have never once worried for my safety. Probably I should, because there are crazy people in the world. And there are bad people in the world. And there are violent people in the world. But I've never worried. And one big reason is the color of that right there. And I know that if that was several shades darker, that it would be one of the very first things I needed to think about before I stepped out my door. And so when a news story comes on about racial injustice, it hits me emotionally very differently than it hits someone else. And trauma and pain and anger, very different reactions. Somebody like me. So what can Wilshire do? I actually, Wilshire, a lot of people look at Wilshire more than you guys think. They think we know stuff. We, we tell them all the time we don't. But they think we've got stuff figured out. 
And I really do, I, I like, again, I like what Nate said. I think God has done this diversity that exists in this congregation. But I think that there are some things that we can do and continue to do that will, that will help this problem and make it easier as we deal with racial difference and as we deal with you know, the differential racial trauma, I think, as, as events like this take place. And there's some stuff in Psalms 141. I just want to call your attention to three verses. If you've got your Bibles, Psalms 141, look at verse 3. Psalms 141. Verse 3 says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. <clears throat> Job one for making this better is to realize that if your skin is this color, you can say things that won't hurt your feelings at all that may hurt somebody else's feelings tremendously, and you won't even notice. So ask God to set a guard over your lips to realize you, you can retweet something that will make this moment of pain way more painful for somebody else. You can put something on social media that for you is just, you think it's funny. It's not funny to someone else. Ask God to guard what comes out of your mouth. Look at verse 4. Do not let my heart be drawn to what's evil so that I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. Do not let me eat their delicacies. That is such a subtle point right there in verse 4. Well, I don't do, I don't do racist stuff. I'm not out there burning cross. I'm not, I don't do those things. Notice what the last phrase says. Don't let me eat their delicacies. I don't even want to sit at the table with people who are doing evil stuff. You get that? In the 20th century, 3,000 years after the psalm, sociologists finally kind of caught up with this idea that there are real bad guys, there are real evildoers, but usually for evil to do much harm, it has to have a lot of fellow travelers who kind of sit at the table and, and do nothing and make a safe space. And so here's something else I think all Wilshire people can do is don't allow a safe space for racist stuff. Just don't do it. Don't sit at the table with that. You don't have to be a snot about it. In fact, Satan's temptation will be for you to be an abusive jerk about it, and you don't have to do that. But you can also take away the safety by saying something. You know, when you say stuff like that, you sound like a caveman. You know, just, just make sure that people know that's not safe to say around you. That's not safe to do around you. That's all it takes to not sit at the table with that kind of stuff. Look at verse 5. Let a righteous man strike me. That's a kindness. Isn't that weird? Let him rebuke me. That is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. 
for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers. This is, this is, this is the one I hate the most in here. Verse 5. This is a theme all through the Old and New Testament. That the extent to which you've come to love God and God's kingdom and God's righteousness is the extent to which you want righteousness to be done and evil to be suppressed, even if it's evil in you. And once that love is starting to get a hold of your heart, then when somebody comes to you and says, you know, Jim, when you said that, that really hurt me. And you may not have even, you thought it was totally innocent. And for you, I think it probably was, but, but that really was insensitive. That was painful. The more that God has kind of seized your heart, the more that is like oil on your head. The more that is like kindness. Because here somebody is trying to help you do better. And, and to be able to listen to that kind of stuff without immediately putting up defenses, making excuses, coming up with counter, well, you do stuff bad too. You know, uh, the more that you can, that, that I can take that on board, the better this is going to get quicker. Now, these problems, the racial injustice and all the other oppressions that exist in our culture, we didn't start it. And we're probably not going to end it. But piece by piece, step by step, people at Wilshire, we can do little things to make it a little better. And I guarantee you, God's watching and wants us to do those little things. God's calling each one of us as we have opportunity to be busy about kingdom work, doing righteousness. Because, as Psalms 5 says, our eyes are on you, Lord. <laughs> If we didn't have God to look to, if we just were living our lives here under the sun with no hope for the future, we might just give up all hope. But our eyes are on him. We know something better is coming, and so right here, right now, we can be busy doing God's will on earth as it is in heaven. So good to see all of you. Thank you again for coming. <laughs>